and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode, Tripitaka is visited in a dream by the restless spirit of the deceased king of the land of Kokro. He tells Tripitaka he was murdered by a Taoist magician and thrown into a well. For the past three years, this magician has been impersonating him. With the help of the king's son, Tripitaka and his disciples set out to prove the current king is a fake. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast with me, your host, JP. And welcome again to the Monkey Magic Podcast. This week, episode 10, Pigsies in the Well. A reminder before we start that this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you have not seen this particular episode, go off and watch it, then come back. Well, another episode of this terrific series, Pigsies in the Well, and as the as the title would give rise to, Pigsy is at the centre of attention this week. The plot is fairly simplistic in that the pilgrims arrive at a busy town where they find a room for the night, but there's a girl trying to hit on Pigsy, but only ultimately get the attention of Tripitaka. So we, we are immediately in the situation of wondering... Has Tripitaka pulled? It would appear it does, but it's only a dream. What is going on here is there's a spirit that has appeared to our our priest. It's of a king who ruled a place called Kokro. And then the land has been in this three-year drought ever since, until a Taoist arrived and brought rain. The king befriended this magician, who turns out to be a traitor, and moves in with his missus, the queen. Life returned to the land of Kokrol. I treated the magician as my brother, heaped him with wealth and honours, and made him my friend. What I did not know was that he began to lust after my beloved wife, the Queen. And all of this has went on in the basis that the old king has been thrown down this well. That's really, and the, the whole episode is, is capturing that dynamic where is there a way to resuscitate the old king and depose his doppelganger? Monkey's wisecracking in this episode is absolutely off the scale brilliant. He's... I'll give you a couple of examples. 
You can't convince a deaf man by talking, says Monkey, when they are they are trying to explain to the prince, the son of the king, that his father is actually a, a doppelganger. He's a magician. It's not, it's not the real person. The prince is ultimately not buying it. And when he doesn't buy it, Monkey hits him with the classic insult. Excuse me saying that you really are quite extraordinarily dim. Please excuse me when I say that you are really extraordinarily dim. <laughs> Which is not normally a way that you would uh, address a, a prince of the realm. So the pilgrims meet the prince. He doesn't believe them. There's, his father has been in, basically replaced by this magician. Tripitaka is, is adamant, saying to the prince that, no, the king is really the, this Taoist magician. So... Effectively, what you've got there is Tripitaka giving what would be, in modern terms, called a spoiler alert. He's not taking it, and that's what gives rise to this this monkey exasperation at how dim he is. But eventually, they think, well, if you're going to get the right answer, you're going to have to go and speak to the queen. Like, she's going to be closest to the situation. Eventually, the queen says this could potentially be correct. However, a spy has been listening in. Therefore, our Buddhist trio are in big trouble. They ask for an audience with the king, who naturally knows that there's something awry. Monkey tells Tripitaka that the king is really the magician, and thus Monkey and Pigsy want to fight him. But there is actually no evidence for this. This is just supposition. The only way to get the evidence is to revive the body of the old king, which is down this well. I wonder who's going to be asked to go and do that. Who's going to go down the well? Well, the clue is in the title, Pigsy. How is Pigsy going to go in there? Well, he's basically tricked. So that's the other theme that comes across here. Pigsy is incredibly stupid and is willing to just believe everything that someone says that will benefit him. And what, of course, will benefit him is the tale that Monkey tells him that there are beautiful women down this well. He's just like, he is an idiot. He is stupid. But he's right up for it. Oh, absolutely. Jumps in. And there are actually women down there, but they are death maidens. So, not what really what he's looking for. Oh, so nice to see you. What do you want in the kingdom of death? If you must know, I wondered if you could uh, spare the king of Cockroach. no use to us. The body is over there. You're welcome to it. <laughs> he does recover the body, however, dead. The, the prince has now come to realise that what the pilgrims are telling him is correct and his father is dead. And this was really a wee bit bad of Monkey, who, who whispers to Pigsy that... You know, I'm going to let you carry the body all the way back. You take the body to Tripitaka and you'll get all the credit. All eh? the credit? You'll get all the credit. I will? Yes, you will. You'd let me? You're my friend. Monkey, you're too kind. Delighted for you, Pixie. Up he goes. Uh -huh. You know, the prince is a bit sad. 
you should do him a little dance to cheer him up. And he asks Tripitaka, is it okay for Pixie to dance? But actually, what he says to Tripitaka is Pixie has a pill that will bring the person, the old king, back from the dead. And, of course, Tripitaka's like, yeah, go for it, go for it. So Pixie, although uncertain, and starts to dance. If you think so... He wants me to be the master. What do you think you are doing? How dare you dance about? But this is... This is a dance reminiscent of David Brent in The Office. You know that one where he's... Do, 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 fusing MC Hammer and... Whatever else the other one was. Don't do You know the one where he's like kind of spinning around? Nah, 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 nah. Pigsy's doing that, much to the chagrin of Tripitaka, who takes this as entirely disrespectful of this dead body that they've taken up from the well. And it just, you know, basically gives him to roasting for it. Inappropriate behaviour. Sandy, though, however, always the voice of reason, has probably worked out that actually this is just monkey at it, right? He has tricked Pigsy into doing this dance. The other thing that is clear in this episode is what you would call Duces Machina, because Sandy just happens to know someone who is a philosopher who has an elixir of life, right? Tandily knows it. What's the chances? I mean, every single week there's people dying. Normally the baddies, right? But sometimes goodies. But Sandy's never mentioned this elixir of life on any other occasion. Dusech machina. Oh yes. Tripitaka goes, right, go on it. Monkey, you're in the bad books. Go and fetch this for me. So Monkey disappears on his cloud. Comes to this philosopher, a guy called Lao Tzu. So he's playing a game when Monkey arrives. And he's not going to give up this elixir either. He's only going to do it if Monkey plays a game with him and wins. Now, naturally, wins the game, much to the chagrin of the, the philosopher. And Monkey returns back to the group with the pill. Tripitaka puts the pill in the dead king's mouth, says a prayer, and hey, presto, the king comes back to life. It's, it's, it's magic, right? It's Buddhism, it's magic. That would work. The king, even though he's been dead for ages, all of a sudden recognises his son and greets Tripitaka and declares he wants his revenge against the magician, who, incidentally, in case you've forgotten, has moved in as well on his missus. Like, sure, he's obviously preoccupied by the Taoist and his wife, but I was just a wee bit surprised that, you know, he's been in this well for ages. He's been resuscitated. He's no asking, like, how's Cockrow United doing in the league? Over the last few years. Like have we won the championship? How's the economy been going? 
you know, just kind of cultural stuff. If you've been out of commission for three years, who knows what's happened in the time you've been sleeping? Anyway, so the king is back to life. We come to the conclusion of the episode where the pilgrims, along with the, the king and the prince, who are disguised as disciples, ask for an audience with the the, the magician slash king. And he's a little bit suspicious because he thinks there should be only three disciples, but Tributaka's got five, which of course is because it's the old king and the prince. Magician, knowing his his game is up, takes the queen, right, as a hostage, tries to make a run for it. And our monkey, Pigsy and Sandy chase him, but they lose him. When they eventually catch up, they can see there's two Tripitakas. So the magician has effectively changed into Tripitaka. One of them is the magician, one of them is the real Tripitaka. Who is it though? Sandy, who's the brains of the outfit, works out how to do it though. He suggests that only one of them knows the Headache Sutra that will make that searing pain for monkey. Both of them start praying. But as the real Tripitaka stops, so does monkey's pain. But the magician keeps going for a wee bit. So it's clearly he's been identified. The magician runs, grabs the queen again, who much... Much to my disappointment seeing it is she's declaring her love for him. Like, give me a break. This guy's like murdered your husband and that, but you're, oh, you sort of kind of like him. You are joking. Anyway, eventually they catch up with him again. And the prince fights the magician with some help from Monkey. As he's about to deliver the final blow... The queen, what a minx, saving his life at her expense. Like, she sacrifices herself, basically. And then she comes to her senses. So she's, I think we can read between the lines that she's under the spell of the magician. So she's not really acting out of her own free will. She's she's been duped by the magician as well. And just as he has expired, she's had a precious moment of awareness as well, where she's able to say goodbye to her previous husband and son. The king and the the son, therefore, are left to rule the the kingdom anew as the, the pilgrims move on. Some great quotes from the narrator. The way is never easy. Life hurts. To cure this pain is easy. Just wait and it will go away soon enough. Yet there are things to be done. Do them now, or they must be done next time. Or next, they will be done. Only when they are done will pain be ended. The Buddha says the winner solves hatred because the loser must suffer. Give up winning and losing, then find joy. The absolute highlight of the episode is Pigsy's dancing. There's no getting away from it. Monkey's just such a scumbag though, saying that... Can you get permission from Tripitaka to do it? The other thing that, that probably is worth calling out from this episode is just Sandy is 
he's, he's, he's what you would call like a quiet achiever. He's the smartest guy in the room, but he just doesn't really make much of it. He's kind of a wee bit understated. Whereas Monkey, he's the kind of wisecracker. He's more extroverted. Whereas Sandy's very introverted. Bigsy's just basically just like a, a halfwit. So what was the episode about? So I don't know how you would class it. Is it in one sense rudeness or is it in another sense wisecracking? What that is clear in this episode is Monkey is off the scale on the wisecracking because he's sarcastic. It's just a joy to listen to him, or I think it is. But would the other side of the party take it? So in some ways, a wee bit like Twitter, what some people might think is just being a wee bit contrarian can be looked as, from the other side of the agenda, as a complete troll. Monkey is not overly impressed by the lack of intelligence of the prince and lets him have it. The fact that Monkey was being so rude and effectively insults the other person by saying how dim they were because they couldn't understand Twitter. That's exactly what happens on that platform, isn't it? It's very, very rare. In other words, it never happens. Do people ever seemingly change their minds on Twitter? It just descends into this, you're you're an idiot. And then you get all these acolytes climbing on board and agreeing. Aren't you supposed to have a flunky say that for you? You look as stupid as I've heard. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Well, aren't you? You don't even know your own father. A man who doesn't know his own father is a fool at least. (laughs) Isn't he? What are you saying, You're right, quite right. If you don't believe this, or you're an idiot if you don't believe that, which then escalates into little tit-for-tat spats, and then one person blocks the other, because fingers in the ear, I'm no prepared to listen to you. And that's when things that you would never say in real life, I mean, maybe he's been out of line here, but you don't just go around saying to people they are dim, unless you're expecting to get like a fist in your face, right? In the internet, of course, that is, you're protected because it's a digital thing and you've got that glorious anonymity. There's maybe a little bit here of monkey preempting the digital age. A minor theme this week, though, could have been dating advice from people who are not qualified to give it. So here we see, it looks like, for the third week in a row, Tripitaka is going to be getting hit on by the leading lady. So the queen here, although she's loyal to this Taoist magician, she seems to like Tripitaka. And it's it's not anything that we've not seen before, because the dog woman wanted to marry him last week. The, the widow was up for him. Like, he's... Like, they're running out of town. 
to try and leave these people. So whatever he's doing, Tripitaka is attracting the ladies. But if he is going to be setting up a YouTube channel on dating advice, really, it's a little bit of a snake oil salesman type thing because he's actually no dating any of them. It's just like a... It's an illusion, basically. So, yes, he might be saying, if you subscribe, this money will be going to Buddhist causes. So I don't think he would be making personal money out of it. But just want to be aware of that just because someone says something and superficially it looks to be the case, before you spend your money, you might want to think about it. And actually, even on the women this week, the the Queen, I mean, talk about disloyalty. What was that about? Maybe she's got a subscription to Tripitaka's dating device dot com dot cn. But I'm forced to go to hell. Why can't you help me then? I don't want help from anyone. I shall willingly give my life for the one who owns my soul. Is it that on me? One of us is crazy. She really is bewitched. You are backing the Taoist magician that's a killed your original husband, thrown him into a well, dead three years ago, and has been impersonating him ever since. But you're still up for him. Is, is that bad boys again? Is that what it is? Or is it actually over the course of those three years she's come to realise that there are some aspects of the Taoist position that are actually quite good? And I'm sort of... I've got over the husband because, you know, he's been dead years ago. Maybe it's... That's unfortunate. And it is, as I was thinking, maybe it's... He's, she's under a spell. That That would be... A generous way of, of looking at her. I, I didn't know what I was doing. But don't mourn me when I'm so glad to die. Uh, uh, it hurt so much. It hurt to say I hated you when I loved you both really. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is what it is. Because otherwise that's a horrendous bit of disloyalty, isn't it? This episode... Original Transmission UK, the 8th of February 1980. In Japan, it was the 3rd of December 1978. And in Australia, the 19th of May 1981. A good episode, though. And even in an empty forest, said Buddha, the master finds joy because he wants for nothing. With that... We'll continue and meet you here next week. We will look at episode number 11. The difference between night and day. See you then.
You were listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcasts at gmail.com My name's JP Thanks for listening (laughs) 